Hello, this is Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore, and you are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. Catholic Baltimore is a weekly radio program hosted by the Archdiocese of Baltimore, airing each Sunday following the broadcast of the Radio Mass of Baltimore. We are grateful to our Catholic radio partners for sharing with us some of the content in this program and for the opportunity to bring quality Catholic programming to the Archdiocese of Baltimore every Sunday. This is Chris Gunty of the Catholic Review. With us today on Catholic Baltimore is Dr. Rodrigue Martel, author of a new book, Go and Do the Same, Schooling a New Generation for Haiti. Dr. Martel was born and raised in Haiti and graduated from medical school there. Before his retirement, he served as associate dean and founding director of the Penn State University Cancer Center. He's also an ordained Catholic deacon and has served as the director of the Archdiocese of Baltimore's mission office. He has established two charitable foundations to serve the poorest of the poor in his native Haiti. Welcome to the show, Dr. Mortel. Thank you. Thank you. So go and do the same as your second book about the schools you and your foundation have established in Haiti. Why is it so important to tell this story? It is so important because uh, about 40% of Haitians are totally illiterate and 70% of the total population are functionally illiterate. And that explains so many problems this country is having. And we feel that designing a new model to educate the Haitians, particularly the poor, where access is limited Mm -hmm. to, uh, to school, and we feel it is important to really educate the Haitians that are really forgotten. So when children come to this, to your schools, what do they get in addition to learning? You provide lots of other, you provide meals and other things. What what all do you do at the school? The additional thing that we provide is called, let's say, three. Number one, we provide them with up-to-date technology so they can be on par with uh, the people, let's say, in the United States. Mm -hmm. So there's a a very well-funded library. There is a a science laboratory Mm -hmm. and a computer laboratory. They learn music as part of the education. But the most important thing that we feel that uh, we're giving to these kids is really the need to help others because that was lacking in Mm -hmm. Haiti. Everyone is for themselves. When, even though you're poor, there is always something we can give. So to these, these kids, every Advent season and every Lenten season, they themselves give the little that they may have one cent. Uh-huh. And at the end of these seasons, they collect all the little pennies that they have. They go to market, they buy the food, and they cook the food themselves, and they deliver this food to the prisoner beyond bar. And that uh-huh. is done every year in, in Advent and Lent. And that is new 
for mm. Haiti. That is known for any school in Haiti. And it happened that even though they leave the school, they continue to ask us for help so, th so they can do what they have gotten into the habit to mm -hmm. do. So you've established schools for various ages. How many schools and what ages do they serve? We have a preschool that has three years of preschool uh, finishing at kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Then they enter a primary school, which is the elementary school, which has six grades. Mm -hmm. And then from there, they go to a high school called Jamestown College or High School. Mm -hmm. And they, there, they go from seventh grade to 13th grade. Wow, okay. That the last grade is a philosophy grade that they have to go through and submit themselves to a national exam mm -hmm. before, before they, they enter, enter the university. Wow. And so you don't have any universities yet. You're, you're working with the younger oh, kids. We, we, we're working. Yeah. Uh, but but uh, before we get to the university, we also uh, conscious of those kids that cannot sustain the academic rigor mm. and provide them with something else that uh, they can make themselves self-sufficient. So like a and technical school or vocational the, the technical school. school? The technical school is on the way now to be built. Mm -hmm. Is private education in Haiti expensive, and how do you help students with those costs? Well, private education is not really expensive when you compare to the United States, but for the people of Haiti, they can be really expensive. Mm -hmm. Us, we subsidize the education of the preschool children and the elementary school children. When they get to high school, because high school is a private school, we subsidize the education by, by giving half, half of the tuition. Oh, that's great. Have you got some success stories? You've been doing this for a while. What are some of the stories of successes you've well, had? Well, one, one story that popped in my mind right away is the fact that they, uh, there are two of them that we took from the area the most impoverished surrounding the city, and they go through the system. And now there are teachers in our preschool and also the elementary school. So they've gone, they went through your programs, they went to university, and now they're teachers. Yeah, and then one of them is actually in third year medical school. Oh, that's time. wonderful. Yeah. That's wonderful. Now you also, in the book, you talk about the fact that you've got opportunities for the parents to come to the school for some classes. Tell us about that. That's a good, well, we have the illiteracy program mm -hmm. where we, we recruit parents uh, and we give priority to those who have children in the elementary school so they can help them. This is a four-year program mm -hmm. starting with Creole education in the first year and French thereafter. They learn math, they learn everything, and they participate also in the cultural aspect 
of the of the school. They put on shows, mm-hmm. you know, and, and everything. And that has been extremely successful. Mm-hmm. Now we moving to the second stage in that particular school, and the second stage being help them with establishing program of artisanship microfinance to help them with their life. It sounds like your work will never be done. There's always going to be something else to do there. Well, I know someone who uh, walked on this earth 2,000 years ago and it works was not been done. No. That's what we're continuing. Yeah. And it, we have no intention of completing what we have started. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be the next generation, the next, next generation, generation, keep doing yeah. that. We've just got a little bit of time left before the break. Can you tell us a little bit about why it's so important for you to be serving in these poor areas of Haiti? What difference does your school make? The difference is the fact that all the violence that occurred and are still occurring in Haiti is the fact that 10% of the population holding hostage, 90% of people who have nothing. So, and given the private school are quite expensive for Haiti, then the poor have no access. This school is the only school that I know in Haiti that targeted only the poorest of the poor. And we feel by educating these people then I think they will they will be less candidate for the people to keep them down, mm. which is what has been going on in Haiti for centuries. Yeah, right. <laughs> Great. Well, after the break, we're going to talk some more with Dr. Rod Mortel about the educational foundations and schools in Haiti. This is Chris Gunty, and you're listening to Catholic Baltimore. Catholic News from the Archdiocese of Baltimore and around the world with the Catholic Review. After posting a cancellation letter to his personal Facebook page, Father John Rapposarder's response to a Netflix program touting abortion has gone viral. Eleven days after the pastor of Our Lady of Victory in Arbuta shared the letter July 13th, the original post has been shared 618 times and has gathered more than 450 reactions. In his letter, Father Rapposarder notes that he canceled his subscription after years of satisfied use due to a recent episode of the Netflix original The Break with Michelle Wolf. The episode was titled Salute to Abortion. There are many things wrong with this episode, he said in the letter. Suffice it to say that abortion destroys the human life in the womb and the heart of the mother. Many who are either pro-choice or pro-abortion will say that it is preferable to have fewer abortions. Disregarding both groups, both pro-life and pro-rare abortion, and declaring God bless abortions is not humorous or edgy, he said. It is hateful and blasphemous. Father Rapposarda concluded by saying he hopes Netflix will reconsider its content, but until then, he will encourage others to cancel their memberships. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. With the rising death toll of migrants and refugees attempting the treacherous voyage across the Mediterranean Sea, Pope Francis urged world leaders to act to prevent further tragedy. I make a heartfelt appeal to the international community to act decisively and promptly in order to prevent such tragedies from recurring and to guarantee the safety, respect for the rights, and dignity of all, the Pope said July 22nd, according to Catholic News Service. 
According to the International Organization for Migrants Missing Migrant Project, an estimated 1,490 migrants have died in the Mediterranean Sea this year. The Pope expressed his pain in the midst of such tragedies and offered his prayers for the missing and their families. In Italy, Interior Minister Matteo Salvini has barred several rescue ships from docking and has vowed to stop any foreign boats carrying rescued migrants into the country. The move has hampered rescue efforts of migrants trying to escape war, violence, persecution, and poverty. For more on this story, visit catholicreview.org. The Archdiocese of Baltimore offers an outreach to those with same-sex attraction who are trying to lead holy lives in accordance with church teaching. The confidential ministry is called Courage. There is also an outreach called Encourage to support the families and loved ones of those with same-sex attraction. For more on these ministries, visit archbalt.org courage. Again, that's archbalt.org courage. From the newsroom of the Catholic Review, I'm George Matisek. Do you want to know more about what's going on in the church and the world than you can get from your daily newspaper or local TV? Read the only publication in the Archdiocese of Baltimore that covers the church full-time, The Catholic Review. Pick up the print magazine monthly at your parish or have The Catholic Review delivered to your home every month. You can get fresh news every day online at catholicreview.org. Subscribe to The Catholic Review e-newsletter for twice-a-week updates. Just text CR Media to 84576. Find our app on Apple and Android and follow The Catholic Review on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Wherever your faith takes you, Catholic Review Media is ready to inspire, teach, inform, and engage. Read it today in print and online at catholicreview.org. That's catholicreview.org. are listening to Catholic Baltimore on Talk Radio 680 WCBM. We're back on Catholic Baltimore talking with Dr. Rod Mortel about educating the next generation of students in Haiti. Life in Haiti is difficult. You've talked about that. More than 90% of the people live in poverty. Why is education the key to change? Well, because I've been there. I was one of them. Mm -hmm. My parents are totally uh, uh, illiterate. And uh, we were evicted at the age of 11 from our house. And I heard my mother say one thing that I keep very close to my heart and helped me to go where I I reach. It says, if I was educated, that would not have happened. And that I never forget. And I decided that I was going to go as high as I can in education. So, and I see where I reach. In the United States, the most industrialized nation, and I think anybody else that started the way I did mm-hmm. should have a chance. And you're talking about having reached this goal, but you didn't have the support of your schools. You went, Your mom had to sacrifice to get you to the schools in Haiti that were there at the time, right? That is correct. My father was not doing very much, but my mother had to really go and buy vegetable and rice to go and sell them, retail them in Port-au-Prince, which is uh, 50 miles away. That take one day to to get there, to uh, keep me in school. And when I had to change school to go to Port-au-Prince, 
my sister was already in school, so they had to put my sister out of school to return her to St. Mark in order they can push me you know, to go. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem. But my sister never resented it. Mm-hmm. And we're very close together. But the whole family had to sacrifice to make The whole family had to make sacrifice for me to, for me to go. Mm-hmm. We're talking right now, and it's middle of July, and there's been some unrest in Haiti right now, including some violent protests, looting, mostly in response to the government increase in fuel prices. Why is the situation so volatile there? The situation is, uh, is, is so volatile because, number one, it is a lack of education. So when these people who are not, the people who are not educated, and, you know, you try to keep them down, so they, took, they do things that really reflect their lack of education. Why should you, the new world, you keep burning tires on it, making holes? When one word does not exist in the Haitian dictionary is maintenance. So the road is destroyed, and then they have to find money 10, 20 years later to mm-hmm. redo it. All of that is lack of education. All these people are not educated. So we need to reach out to them to explain to them the side effect of this kind of violence. We learned it over the years for many people, including the United States, that you can protest, but non-violence, and you can get things done that way. But they don't know that. Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough that there are natural disasters like earthquakes and tropical storms and hurricanes that wipe out the infrastructure. It's even worse when the people are tearing it down themselves. Exactly. That's the whole thing. And indeed, as you said, there is no natural disaster that has not hit Haiti, unfortunately. Wow. Well, I know that you're doing some good work. Your foundations are helping people in a lot of ways. Tell us a little bit how the Mortel Family Charitable Foundation and the Mortel High Hopes for Haiti Foundation are working in the country. Two years ago, we realized that we have to give priority to education compared to the things that we're doing. So, and secondly, the Mortel Family Charitable Foundation, being a private foundation, was subject to many IRS taxes. Mm -hmm. So we decided to separate that and create a public charity that are not subject to these taxes. Mm -hmm. So all the money we collect can go to uh, education of the children. And that's the reason why we divide, uh, we have two foundations, a public charity which take care of all the schools and the private foundation we take care of a technical school, literacy school, and microfinance where the people. Mm-hmm. So we were forced somewhat to do that so we can help Haiti better at any level. That's great. Now, I also understand when that you were part of developing relationships between parishes in Baltimore, in the Archdiocese, and parishes in Haiti. How do those twinning relationships work? We created that program at the suggestion of Cardinal Killer, who declared uh, at uh, 2001 that the Archdiocese of Baltimore should uh, have a sister diocese. 
and because I am from uh, the Diocese of Gonaive, so we decided to uh, partner. Mm -hmm. That has worked very well. Uh, yeah, we have now a, uh, about 20 parishes from the Archdiocese of Baltimore partner with the parish of the Diocese of Gonaive. And uh, we give some priorities to the uh, U.S. parishes. Number one is feeding the children. Number two, improve the salary of the teachers that teach the children. And number three, a formation of catechists that can go in the, in the rural area of the parishes in order mm -hmm. to uh, really evangelize, if you will, mm -hmm. these people in the area. And that has worked very, very well. I started the whole thing, but the parish take on themselves with my help, mm -hmm. and, and, and that is that is very well. We have extended the program to the Diocese of Harrisburg, where four parishes are now partner with parishes in Haiti. And it's more than just sending money. It's an exchange of people and visits going the, back and forth, the, right? That is a spiritual relationship. As we, as we said before, money has not solved the problem of Haiti, and we have many proof of that. So the mindful is prayer for each other. So mm -hmm. at one Sunday of the year, selected by both parishes, then they decide to pray for each other. And in any other opportunity they have, if there is something, the feast of the patron saint of uh, the parish mm -hmm. in Haiti, then there is, a, a, there, there, is a, there is prayer for each other. In addition to that, there is an exchange program. The U.S. parishes visit the parish in Haiti, and the pastor of the parishes alternate the visit to the U.S. parishes. Mm -hmm. That's the fantastic program. It is a shame that we don't have more parishes from here participating in that particular mm -hmm. program, but we understand the limitation of that. Yeah. So we've got just a little bit of time left. How can people help? How can they buy the book, and how can they help? Well, you know, the book is good for Haiti, but it's also good for any person working in Haiti. There are 10,000 NGOs working uh, as missionaries in Haiti, and that book will be extremely helpful to all of them. So they can go to your, your website, right? At, yeah, they go to uh, the website. Highhopesforhaiti.org. Highhopesforhaiti.org. High yeah. and, the, and the book is available and there. the book is available online. And is there information at the website for people if they want to get involved beyond buying the book, if they want to support a student or, oh, they, or adopt a student? They can support a student. They can also give us date where they would like to go to Haiti and visit what uh -huh. is going down there. Because every time we go, we always take a group with us, particularly those who have supported children. They go and visit uh, and, and visit their children over there. Mm. This is a fantastic program, and everybody is happy. And most of them go down there. When they come back, they say, we receive more than we gave. Ah, that's a very good way to do it. Well, thank you so much for being All here. Right. We've been talking with Dr. Rod Mortel, a Catholic deacon, about education and opportunities in Haiti. You can get his book, Go and Do the Same, Schooling a New Generation for Haiti, on the web at highhopesforhaiti.org that's highhopesforhaiti.org thank you so much for being with us today I appreciate the opportunity this is Christopher Gunter of the Catholic Review thanks for spending part of your day with Catholic Baltimore
For 143 years, New Cathedral Cemetery has served the needs of the Catholic community of Baltimore and Central Maryland. New Cathedral is the only cemetery owned by the Archdiocese of Baltimore and is the final resting place for many religious orders and famous citizens. 125 acres of rolling hills, trees, and beautiful monuments, the cemetery is an oasis of peace and tranquility and is located off Edmondson Avenue just outside of Catonsville. New Cathedral is dedicated to the task of tending to the mortal remains of our dearly departed and has many more years of available space. If you are in need of a burial site, vault, monument, or marker, or just a respectful location to place your cremated loved ones, our counselors will help you through this process and make sure the wishes of you and your loved ones are honored. Visit us online at newcathedralcemetery.org, like us on Facebook at New Cathedral Cemetery Bonnie Bray, or call 410-566-7770. Child abuse is not only a crime, it's also a sin. The Archdiocese of Baltimore has long made the protection of children a leading priority in its parishes, schools, and other ministries. The Archdiocese seeks to keep kids safe through rigorous training and background checks, and by implementing a zero-tolerance policy for anyone credibly accused of abusing a child. For more information about the Archdiocese's efforts to keep our children safe, please visit www.archbalt.org. Life can be hard, and at times we feel overwhelmed and alone. When faced with problems, know that there is a group of Catholics who are part of the prayer ministry of the Archdiocese of Baltimore, waiting to lift you and your needs to God in prayer. This ministry is comprised of men and women, young and old, religious and lay, from every ethnic and cultural background. They pray as individuals and in groups, in homes and meeting spaces throughout Baltimore. Like you, they are people who have suffered the same hurts, fears, pains, sickness, loss, and everyday burdens. Learn more about this ministry by visiting our website at www.archbalt.org. If you are in need of prayer, send your prayer request to prayers at archbalt.org or by phone to 410-547-5517. Would you like to volunteer to be a part of the ministry? Prayer ministers are always needed. Please call or email our coordinator who would be happy to speak with you. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Catholic Baltimore. As we prepare for the week ahead, let us do so in prayer together as one community of faith. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Let us also ask the blessing and intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. May God bless us and keep us always in his love.